Woody Guthrie Center and Bob Dylan Center present Fire in Little Africa, a multimedia hip-hop project inspired by the resilience of Black Wall Street in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And now, coming at you live from Greenwood, here are your hosts, Ali Shaw and Doc Free. Welcome once again to the Fire in Little Africa podcast. I'm Alex We in here. There's Doc Free. <laughs> and that's Doc Free. And where, where are you at again, Doc? What'd you say? I am uh, in a place that's kind of like the, uh, it's like the middle of nowhere, but the center of everywhere, but known to locals as East Tulsa. <laughs> Most definitely. Well, we are about to introduce uh, one of your... I would say brethren from the oil of the house. I've been so excited about interviewing him, um, especially after his new project dropped. I'm dying to talk to him about that. Please, everybody, welcome to the show, Saran the Seven. rather graduate with honor loyalty is all i ever wanted i'm done with niggas who ain't really done it you know i did it if i ever sung it and if i sung it boy i bury bunny another hit i'm too legit to quit i'm killing it i'm really with the shit i only politic with anarchists so motherfucker fox news analysts this that damages Done, cut the camera shit. Pop another Zan, cause you panicking. Pussy popping on the handstand again. Lady Liberty, hit the pole like a mannequin. We all tricking, pay attention. You saving pennies for a fantasy and paid admission. Don't play the victim now. I seldom smoke, but if I'm in these clouds, I got some shit I'm trying to figure out. We're just going to, we want to jump right into your origin story, which is what we do here on the Fire and Little Africa podcast. We mm-hmm. want to know, what does the seventh mean? Um, the seventh, that was just, that was just a holy number, um, biblical meanings. Um, and it, it, it was kind of something I had a dream about or a vision or both. I can't be too sure, but um it was one of them things where it was uh I don't want to go too into too much detail about it because I might do I, I might make a whole song about it or an album about it. <laughs> but, um, it it was uh it was kind of just like a reminder for myself and, and it wasn't even really meant to be my name. That was just supposed to be something for me as a reminder. Mm-hmm to keep myself grounded and to, you know, just to, um, um, I want to just, just in a blanket statement, just say, keep it holy. You know what I'm saying? Just keep, keep what I do, like keep it righteous. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So it, it was, it was kind of like on that from, it's what I got from the vision. So I just added that to my name 
as a reminder to myself. Mm-hmm. But really, it wasn't even supposed to be some people call me. But you know, it's no way to it's no way to really tell that when I put it on everything. So yeah, of course, yeah. When you see it, oh, you used to run this up. Mm-hmm. Indeed. I've been seeing a lot of different angel numbers and stuff recently, but the one that I ha- don't see that often is 777, but I just happened to see it yesterday. So, mm-hmm. Al, it was meant to be for today. That's what I think anyway. Yes. Well, we want, we want to know um, also, like, how did you become a part of Oil House? Like, what do you remember of the beginnings of forming the oil house crew you and Doc. hey now nah, let's go like the man's roots go deeper than that let's let's start out start out start out because we're talking about the origin story of like one of the most prolific writers like masters of the pen masters of style when i think of seventh i think of seven samurai seventh son seventh wonder yeah. type scenario so i want to know like you know what i'm saying like the the folks out there need to know like what what planet you might have hailed from <laughs> you know what I'm saying before you crash land in house yeah because I like you ain't from Tulsa right like you crash landed onto Earth at a different spot right yeah 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 that's what that's what they tell me they tell me I was uh you know I was delivered in a package to Greenville Mississippi man. All right. That's what they tell me my origin was, you know. Um, I can't do nothing but go with what they tell me. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, man, Greenville, Mississippi. That's where I, that's where I touched down at. Bad, bad. So what uh, what was life like, man? So uh, uh, like was was it like something in your formative years, and you came to Tulsa when you were younger, or you just like spent time like back and forth between the two? Uh yeah, it was um, it was a lot going on at the time when I was born, uh, and so my pops he decided to 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 move us around uh, because of just the elements in the neighborhood. Like it, it was getting a little crazy, so mm-hmm. um, he wanted to venture out, and so he had he had uh he had been coming up here, you know, just on doing business and you know, you know, just doing him at. at at that age, which he was probably around maybe like 30 something around that time. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, and I'm actually like, you got me thinking about it now. Like I'm, I'm thinking like, wow, he was probably around my age, you know what I'm saying? So I, I think about the different things I'm doing. So I'm venturing out and trying to, you know, explore and, you know, figure out who I am and whatnot. So yeah, man, my, my family came up here uh, mom and pops, they came up here and um, we actually stayed in Greenville when they came and like was doing their little exploring and whatnot. And so they came, obviously they had to, you know, set up shop. So once they did that, they came back, got us and it became like a back and forth thing for a long time. It was like every weekend we go back down because, you know, it ain't nothing but a, you know, depending on who driving, it, it ain't nothing but a six hour drive. Right, right. Said to pay the driver. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, it, it could be a five, four hour. It, it, it depends, you know what I mean? But um, yeah, it was a back and forth thing for a little minute. So, about like? what, how old were you when you kind of sort of settled here then? 
I want to say probably around like 13, probably somewhere around there. Yeah. And what schools or, are you going to? I was going to uh, Nimitz. 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 My baby Nimitz. went to Nimitz for a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think they, are they calling it something else right now? Yeah, they renamed it. I want to say, I don't remember now. I drove past there the other day and just saw the sign. But yeah, it was Nimitz when I, when I was uh, attending. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's. that's and then from Nimitz, where'd you go to high school? Memorial. Yeah, went to Memorial. Again, my baby was a charger too. <laughs> oh, you, you know what I mean? Well, I mean, it's a lot of schools out south, but yeah. yeah. Uh, but I feel like for everybody who went to Nimitz, it was just like they were like pointing you in that direction to go to Memorial. Like that was just the next stop. Yeah. Well, but, that was one of the reasons she she was Nimitz Bird then Memorial. Okay. Um, yeah, had some stuff happen at Nimitz that I was like, oh, we're okay. <laughs> Yeah, moving yeah, yeah. on you know but uh we she moved over to bird and went to memorial and she had an opportunity to go to bt dub but one of the main mm -hmm. things was like oh my friends are gonna be at memorial and i'm like you know what okay so and it actually worked out really well because she was right around the corner from the station so you know you come go. to work with your mama <laughs> at the end of the day there you go. yeah so you were a charger wow small world yeah, okay yeah. So what, how was high school for you? What was, uh, what were you doing then? Were you starting to write, rap, anything like that during that time? Yeah, was what was writing. in the headphones, man? I was, I was writing in sixth grade. Like if we talk about writing, yeah, that's, that's sixth, that's Nimitz. Uh, okay, that's Nimitz grade. days. Yeah, I was writing that early. Um, so, uh, I mean, y'all want to know what was going on at, at the high school level or the- No, I want to know when you started writing. Yeah, when I started writing, that was um, definitely around the sixth grade time period. So, um, and that was just me seeing a bunch of my peers rap, try to rap. And then eventually I was like, you know what, I could probably do this. So yeah, that's, that's what led me down that road. I mean, I had been rapping other people raps for, I feel like all my life. Like I can remember being like, five years old, my uncle showing me how to beatbox. And um, it was at that moment, I felt like I was like inducted into like hip hop. Like, cause once I realized I can do that, oh, I can just put my hand on my mouth and I can do that. Oh, I, I'm hip hop. Yeah. So now I'm in the, I'm in the, I'm in the squad now. So um, it goes back as early as that and you know them playing like different things like Scarface and whatnot, Pac around me and me reciting eight lyrics. I remember like D-Nice, of course they were playing everything that they grew up on. Yeah. Even though I thought it was like new, it, it, it took me to like grow up, realize, oh, they were playing stuff like that, you know, they came out when they were younger and I'm like, but I was reciting it all and like it was me, you know, so. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, that's the origin. So who are some of you, the artists that you listen to, though, from your time? What do you mean, like right now? Yeah, well, I mean, like you said, you were listening to some of their music, like Scarface, Tupac, Be Nice. Oh. But were there any, like, current artists during your time that you were focused on as well? Or were you just focused on the music they were playing for you? Mm. Like even high school, too. Yeah, okay, so... It go like this, it go like this. 
<laughs> my okay it started with and i i mentioned the scarface thing so it started with me getting my hair cut in the projects in greenville mississippi i was getting my hair cut and my uncle um i don't know if y'all know but like back then like you get your hair cut in somebody's backyard or some in the projects somewhere like oh, yeah. that I, I, I don't know what y'all do but, uh, oh yeah yeah, yeah, on the porch. Yeah, yeah, somewhere. Grab an old, grab an old blanket sheet, or yeah, if you yeah. ain't got that, like uh, unused, like curtain. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm familiar. We used to have put a towel in the sink, and I would have to cut baby daddy's hair every once in a while. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a, I actually knew a, how to do a fade at one point, but get a, get a get that lawn bag and cut cut the ends where it come <laughs> out flat and long. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, um. One of those type of scenarios, and I, I remember I was probably like six, and maybe six or seven, and I remember, I remember them playing uh, Scarface. The, um, what were they playing? The joint, the mind playing tricks on me joint. Mm. Ghetto Boys. And, ghetto Boys, yeah, yeah. Ghetto Boys, Ghetto Boys. And so now, um, they might have been, they might have been, you know, it might have been some smoke in the air. <laughs> I'm gonna just put that out there. Just uh-huh. maybe. It might have been some smoke in the air. But I remember thinking to myself, like I could see the words to the song. Like I remember thinking, like everything they saying in this song, like the I imagery was just yeah, being the imagery, built. Like, be, because you know, you know that song, like they paint a picture. You know? Heck yeah. yeah, they're brilliant storytellers. Exactly. So that was the first time where like the words jump, <clears throat> excuse me, the words jump like out of the music. And it just it blew my mind. Like, and by the time they got to the end of the whole story, I was like, my I was just like, yo, this is like better than cartoons. Yeah. You know what I'm so that was the first time I learned how to listen to hip hop music. My man, so you started seeing listen. sounds. Yeah, That's I what's started, up. Yeah, I started seeing sounds. Yeah. Shout and out to so, NERDs. Dude, yeah. these are the times when I'm like, I wish Scarface could hear this right now. <laughs> like, that's yeah, so yeah. dope. I got, I got to tell him though, because I got to meet him. Really? Yeah. When he was here when last? He, he came here. Yeah. When he yeah, a couple of yeah. times. Yeah, I show I, I sent that pic to the uncles for sure. Oh, that's Definitely. so dope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he but, was, um, yeah. Yeah, because I got a pic with him. But uh, yeah, so from there, he's always been one of my favorite artists. Um, but I, I mean, middle school times, I, I guess I was on like, who was I on around that time? Probably like, um, man, who was I on at the time? You know what's crazy? I was probably listening to like Shaq. Like <laughs> <laughs> Big Shaq Diesel, man. I was probably listening to like Shaq or something. Like What's up, Doc? Can, Can we, we rock? rock? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. I was, I was, I don't know Shaq. why. Like he was my favorite uh ball player at the time. So yeah. Hey, Shaq had bars. I got that 60 minutes of vomp. The final chapter, volume three, and there's a track uh, towards the end with him and a couple of Fush niggas. Shaq got bars, man. Shaq <laughs> probably still got bars. Yeah. Hey, we ain't gonna do it because R.I.P. Black Mama, but you know the track. 
Yeah, <laughs> y'all know the trade. You know what's crazy? Like I was a fan of Kobe too. I, I was like, like I, I wasn't like most most guys. Like I was a fan of all the ball players who rap. Like any ball player who decided to rap, and I was like, okay, let me, you know, what I'm saying, let me see what you got. Chris so Webb, Chris Webb. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, let me see what you got. <laughs> let me see what you hey, got. Hey, what was it? Uh what was it? Uh oh dude, the French cat from San Antonio, Tony uh Parker. Uh, Tony Parker had an album in French, dog. Oh wow. Oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah, the like the cover is him just like holding the ball like close to the, to the thing with oh. with a backwards hat like Joe Budden. Oh man, I gotta <laughs> find that. It was yeah. fascinating to me. It was fascinating because I was like, yo. I could tell they, I was wondering like, did they, did this path the ball playing or did they like, was it meant for them to be a rapper or is this just something they doing for fun or do they really like, is it a passion? Like it was always a fascinating thing for me to watch ball players do that, man. Um, was, was it Chris, uh, was it Dave Chappelle said uh, during the block party, he was like, uh, musicians all want to, is it comedians all want to be musicians and musicians all think they're funny. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It was one of those type of things. One of those type of things for sure. Um, I'm, I'm, I was definitely, I guess when I really started to get into it though, and uh, because the Shaq thing was more like for fun, but when I really started to get into it, of course, it was probably like Nas, Jada Kiss, mm. all these guys. Um, I remember being a big fan of like Missy. <laughs> and uh like Timberland and Magoo. Oh um, yeah. Like I just yeah, I was listening to everything as far as hip hop wise. Dude, that first album that, that Timberland and Magoo dropped, and there's no skips on that one. I used Not to at play. All. Hey, I burned that was like one of the first CDs I ever burned and I wore it out. I wore that CD out. Yeah, yeah, it was uh I mean the beats. Being that I came from a musical family, like I was big into like all that, and the music on it was just, um, I mean, just just being a fan of what he did with Aaliyah and Genuine and everybody like that, I was just amazed by his creativity. Yeah, mm. crickets and babies laughing, like who does yeah. that? Yeah, exactly. You know? exactly. So, <laughs> Timbaland was ridiculous. Yeah. So you you say you come from a musical family. Talk a little bit about that. Oh man, well, if you my like, pops is like a legend back where I'm from, like um, uh, for music as well as other things. Like he he was like the music guy. Um, uncles they all played in church and had different groups and um, yeah, mainly on my pop side. That's that's where all the music comes from. And just grew up in a musical household. Like he he pretty much, I mean, um, before he passed away, he used to say that like he he the one who taught me how to rap. Like that's that would be his biggest thing. He'd be like, you know, I taught you how to rap anyway. Like, <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know about all that. Like, I think it, think it. So was like, he? He, he was a. <laughs> Huh? He was like a singer or more of a musician? Like, he was like a singer all? and a musician. Yeah, yeah. He could play drums, piano, guitar, like. Oh, wow. Uh, um, and sing, of course. He put, he put albums out, like, 
that'll put you in the mind of like Curtis Mayfield. Ooh. So okay. yeah, one day I'm gonna definitely um, sample like one of his projects. Oh wow! Old, old joint like that. Bloom, 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 bloom. I see you. <laughs> That's an alley, little alley. Alley got the alley. She giggling hard too. Yes, because you know how much I. Oof, I'm all about the samples. Oh yes. What do you say? Uh, you ever write any of that down? Yeah. You have to write it down. It's up here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what's up, man. So like, I like the uh, I didn't know that's like um, like uh, I met you, your brother, you know, um, and then there was that moment, unfortunately, when your father had passed. But I didn't know that he was as musically inclined, kind of thing. I. I mean, only musical other entity in your family is our man Mike D that I knew about, you know. So I know that's got to run, that runs deep in y'all's fam. Yeah, it, it's almost like we all got our foot in that, you know, and I, I told in the water, so to speak, you know, because I can't really think of too many of my cousins uh, on my pop side who are not in that field in some in some way like i got cousins mm-hmm. play for jackson state and if you mm-hmm. know anything about they band you know they Ooh. sit so yeah yeah i got yeah i got some talented um some talented folks i'm just sitting here thinking what family gatherings must have been like like real musical yeah somebody <laughs> on the yeah. somebody on the keys somebody on the drums the guitar yeah yeah my uncle um he used to tour tour around with Prince and whatnot. What? Yeah, like, yeah, we we have real, real, uh, like, throwdowns, musical, oh, musically. My gosh, he has to be at the highest level to be playing with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. He definitely wanted to go, so he definitely taught me a lot about, you know, a lot about this music thing. Um, Oh, That's when I try to get into producing and whatnot. Okay. Yeah. I was about to say, because it shows in just listening to your current project, it shows in the production quality. Um, and even your growth over time, like going back. Can I, let me just go through the catalog just for a second. What I have anyway in my possession. I know mm-hmm. Doc's going to have a lot more than I have, but I have, oh no, the mixtape. Uh, feel free. I'm gonna highlight some of my favorite tracks: Woodgrain and Gadzooks. Dude, Woodgrain. Okay, I gotta put a little quick pause here for Woodgrain because Woodgrain <laughs> kind of hit excited. me. I Woodgrain kind of like flipped me all up on my head because I have been listening to cats like Team Teamwork do stuff like the Ocarina of Rhyme, and then they did a whole vinyl fantasy thing. So whenever I heard Woodgrain, right, I'm like, I started like shaking. <laughs> And like the beat comes, I'm like, that is like the <laughs> map music from my favorite game. Like, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I just remember uh, like being at a show and I like I would run to the state. Like if I was anywhere, not even close, I'd be like, ah, what grain is on? You know, like my yeah, back yeah. against the wall. That was, um, that was produced by my boy Brandon Deshay, and I don't know if um, I don't know if I ever told this. I think I did maybe once, um, but 
Brandon Deshay, um, he he started out with Tyler the Creator, and I and I I I met or I discovered him through Tyler the Creator. But this mm-hmm. was like before Tyler the Creator was Tyler the Creator, and this was like MySpace days. Right. Uh-huh. And um, I don't even know. I mean, are y'all even interested in in that? Of course. Yeah. Uh, like you talking about like story. yeah, I mean like you say oh. Tyler Craig before Tyler like Tyler the Craig has always been Tyler Craig, but we talking like pre Felicia the Goat. We're That's what like I wanted. Like when, who was he? <laughs> Tell okay, us. So when I when I when I discovered him, um, not just not like I discovered him. When I when I found <laughs> out when I yeah became when I stumbled upon his you know his little MySpace page at the time. Uh, it was a bunch of like dinosaurs on his like it was super mad weird and weird stuff <laughs> on his page you know how you can like design your page or whatnot yes it was just mad weird i'm gonna put some dinosaurs on that chick you know what i'm saying it was like, right. it's gonna be on there like going crazy you know what i'm saying <laughs> and then have like a whole playlist running when when you click on the site yeah 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 and i remember thinking to myself like his page looked like mad different from everybody else's page and i remember thinking like nobody gonna like gravitate toward this. And I remember like trying to give him advice about like his music because when I first heard him, it was like mad deep, right? And I knew how old he was. He was like, he was probably like 15 at the time. And all the rest was like, (laughs) that makes me think of uh, XV for a second. Yeah. And I'm like, bro, your raps are cool, but yo, you need to stop putting that like effect on your voice. And I remember him messaging me back, like, no, that's my voice. <laughs> I was like, oh. Hey, no, that's not an effect, dog. That's for real me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Hey, why, why, why these niggas out here think I'm playing? I ain't playing. Yeah. <laughs> It's crazy because it was it was it was like a little deeper than he sound now, which was scary. But anyway, <laughs> I, I remember thinking, um, I remember him trying to build this group of like pro- pro- producers, and I think that at the time, I think they called it like the Super Three or something like that. They called mm-hmm. it Super something, and like y'all can go back and check on it. But Brandon Deshay was a part of it, mm-hmm. and um, I remember like. Um, we were all like just in just communicating with each other and trying to get beats and rapping and whatnot. And I remember Deshay, like, well, I got these beats right here. If you want to buy some, you can and blah, blah, blah. And we just kind of kept in touch. Mm-hmm. And uh eventually I got some, or I got that one when I heard the sample. He was actually flipping a lot of like video games. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, like once I, I actually sat on it for a while. It was, it was I waited until I did the synergy. Mm-hmm. Um, all night he produced that one. So I had that one in the tuck and I was like, these are just too good to just wrap on right now and put them on my space. So I'm gonna just wait till I'm actually working on a real project. And yeah, I remember putting it out. And, and that album has like, is it 20? something tracks on it like it's got a lot on there nah it ain't got too many on the on the own on i mean uh feel free 
Oh, you talking about Feel Free? Yeah. Yeah, Feel Free got a, I think Feel Free got a lot of tracks. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's the same one with Gad Dukes. Gad Dukes is one of my favorites. Give me liberty. I got to have it. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Gad Dukes, yeah. And so, okay, so this is this is what I have in my collection, but I want Doc to go fill in what I'm missing. Um, and then I had uh, seven seven um, from 2017 that has like nine one eight alien with King Cut, my girl Gabby singing on Vominos. Oh, Vominos, let me make sure I say. Me too. Like she killed. I remember the first time she had to perform it, and it was so exciting. Like she she killed it, she killed it. Um, what am I missing though, Doc? What am I missing? Oh, I mean, you're not missing too much. Uh, there's a there's a track that him and Mike do live that for certain reasons we probably can't run the snippet, but probably the coldest, coldest bars, the coldest back and forth bars I've heard on anything i would get super hype every time you do 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 see i'm already thinking about that but yeah uh ah man like the professionalism and all your stuff is like since i've known you has been like top notch you know what i'm saying like we're you're dealing with it's like I think about the other guests we've talked about, and it's like, oh, you know, I had to focus on uh, the the branding or the market, something like that. Like you already did that, but like you notice some cats, they kind of like they focus a bit too much on that, so the product leaves a bit lacking whenever you get your hands on the kind of thing. But there's never like that teeter totter with any Serrano Seven stuff, you know. And that's just like. I don't know, maybe it's the product of like that background, that musical background. It's like, you've already, I see how you meticulously, like, look, I don't know, I mean, describe the cypher to you, to you all at home. My man's got the dry erase whiteboard hanging up right behind him because he's in the stew right now. He's on the expensive microphone with the with the mic popper. Like, it, this is the first person I knew that had a studio downtown, okay? Like uh, we did the elixir track in there. So it's like, this man is always, always, always come correct. He has never come incorrectly <laughs> to anything. So it's like, it's no wonder that your catalog is as good and as deep as it is. And like, I feel like there's gonna be some cats that are gonna be either hearing the excerpts of songs in this episode or they'll find themselves going back and trying to find your stuff, man. And I'm telling you, <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm gonna put it up man i'm, I'm gonna put it somewhere so yeah. i was gonna ask that next because i'm like are you ever gonna I'm gonna, put it back I'm, out? I'm gonna like make a bunch of copies and plant them around the city dude Ooh, you're gonna no parking studio that stuff i'm gonna no parking studio man you better pull up and get them out the trunk man like that's like a hot product if you do that if you, there are physical copies to be made they need you need to go ahead and just like pump them out because i'm telling you i'm gonna probably like realistically i'm gonna probably put it on my, on my website um or a couple, i might do some type of compilation joint like like for me like i don't know i i like to have fun with things and i like to experiment with things so i like i, I would do it in a way where it was like um, engaging 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I would figure out some kind of way to link all the projects together and maybe tell some type of story. Like, oh, yeah. some extra, some, some old extra stuff. Like, I wouldn't just be like, okay, I, here's all the projects. Right. You know I, mean? I, I make it make sense or make it fun, you know what I mean? Make it entertaining, make it, or do it, you know, in an artistic way, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Okay. Because art is audible. Yes, dot com is art audible dot com. Oh, I'm I'm answering the question already. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I get you. I get you. It's funny because I had a gig at um when I first saw the name of the album, I had a gig that I did at Mainline Art Bar and I called it Audible Art because the whole point was for me to play music to inspire you to create a piece. So mm-hmm. like one of my friends came in, she's like, Well, we're gonna do like a pass the piece kind of thing. Like she had a canvas and then they would all you know, add, contribute to it. And, you know, Mainline was so dope inside right. there, the the aesthetics. And I was like, when I saw that, I was like, oh, I love that. I, I wanted to, I love Audible Art, da, da, da. you know? So yeah, I, I was so excited to see that. I, and I have to say, I downloaded the album, I think like a week ago, but I purposely like have been like waiting for that moment when I'm like, I really want to sit with this project. Like, cause I know, what it's gonna be like I just I want to have a whole day to like listen to it at least three times and that today was today today was my free time and I was like oh my gosh like that's what I was saying about the production quality it shows it I mean really shines through in your background like you said your musical upbringing and the way everything just flows together um okay I gotta say firmament I need that. I need the lyrics to be on genius.com. Like I want to be able to physically read them while I listen to it. <laughs> I love to be able to read lyrics and hear it at the same time. And then um, Holy was like, damn, I wish this was streaming so I could add it to my praise playlist because yeah. it just was everything. Like that, woof, you brought the tears around. You brought them like such a beautiful song. Oh, so thank you. Thank you, thank you. what was all the inspiration behind Is Art Audible? Uh, the website or the CD? Well, let's, let's start. Let's start with the CD, the album, and then we're going to go into the website. Mm, they kind of make they, they very much um, intertwine the, the project that was made. Um, um, most of the project was made when I went back home. My grandma had passed away. So I was just kind of held up in a hotel preparing for the funerals and whatnot. And um, I decided to take all my equipment down there with me uh, because I was just in that space of just creating and whatnot. And I actually, I always wanted to like travel and go somewhere and just wherever I was at, just set up and start recording at that place and see if I would get like a different like feel, vibe or emotion or what whatnot. Mm-hmm. And so I got a chance to do that and it just so happened to be um, you know, for a very, you know, personal moment, somber, you know, uh, 
but also, you know, like a happy home going and whatnot. Just there's a lot of different things, a lot of different emotions, you know. And so mm -hmm. that's where I created the majority, uh, most of the project was was uh, at this hotel. So, um, yeah, I guess the Fremmermint joint though that you like that was actually made before I actually went down there. So I had been working on that one, uh -huh. but everything else just kind of fell in line, you know. That one has a Jay Pilot on it? That one had Jay Pilot on it. Like yeah. when I was coming up with it, I was like, yeah, this won't even, actually it was after I heard Jay Pilot's project. Like that was a, his last one. It was just fire all, all the way through. So I was like, yeah, we 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 gotta do something. I try to I got a, I got a bunch of I do features with everybody. This was the only one that I didn't have like a rap feature on. Mm -hmm. Um mainly due to COVID. But mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, that's 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 the space I was in though. I was in a real like try to um try to get these emotions out, try to paint this picture. This is my canvas, you know. I went into it like that. The grieving process. Yeah. Yeah. Part yeah. part of that. Yeah. 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 Okay. I, I hear all of that. Yeah. I, I gotta reiterate, like holy hit me in my chest. <laughs> like yeah. I was like, yo, one of them lines at the very beginning. I was like, uh-huh. Yes, sir. <laughs> when you when you in going through things by yourself and speaking of COVID, you know, like woof. Yeah. It, it hit yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I sent my man's a message as soon as I got my copy. I was like, man, this was a prayers answered because I was like, just looking for something to something to beat off of, and everything you drop is like always fires. Like I know you, you're a busy man. This this man, Serana Seventh. You know, it's like a. I know you. You're working not just on trying to do your own stuff but like you you're a figure like within like you actually do this you know what i'm saying like you you write for folks and everything you know what i'm saying you're ingrained you produce like you mix you master right you know what i'm saying yeah, like, yeah. I master this joint that was this is the first time i mixed and mastered my my entire even okay. though I, i've had studio as you know i've had studios but, yeah um yeah and actually the the name of the project is sin prayers mm -hmm. yeah um my bad for saying that wrong i i also wanted to ask you about the cover art mm -hmm. who did that did you do that that was pat that was pat oh yeah yeah i with that one i i basically um you know what i love about pack is you can come up with an idea and be like all right this is what i this is what this division I'm going for. Yeah. Like, what can you do? And so um, I sent them like a bunch of different things. I had a bunch of different references. And when he sent that back, I'm like, okay, uh, uh, again, you know, better than is better than what I could have imagined. Like it coming out. So the way it came out, it was ten times better than what I thought. Shout out to Pac Man. Talk about like one of the like unsung heroes mm -hmm. of the town as far as like culture you know he's been he's still out rap a lot of these cats out they draws yeah i believe sure. it uh he's still got mad bars 
We talking about multi, 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 multi talented. Bro, got got the graphic design on lock. Like he do beats, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> you know, see, he got the medical on lock, man. Yeah. This man is a is a is he is a, a true hustler. Yeah. What is the name of the what's the name of the track that he did that has like the three blind mice sample in it? You know what I'm talking about? I got to play it on my show once because I'm like, it got a sample in it. <laughs> Pac-Man. Oh my gosh. Well, I can't remember the name of it. My bad. But it's like dun, it starts out with dun, 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 dun. anyway, it was dope as hell. Bass was crazy. Yeah, he uh, definitely could go. Um yeah. That man he his flowers like why he can smell them because I, I remember the first time I went to his spot, I think to get a beat. And he was like, well, you know, I mix and I master, I do the beats, uh, I can, uh, you need a video, I can shoot that too. And, um, yeah, yeah, and I, I do the graphics too over here, yeah. yeah. God. And then he like, you, you need video? No, and we ain't gonna get into everything else. Either, so. Dang. Yeah. <laughs> so huge shout out to Pac-Man, like that's an, an embodiment of yeah, Black yeah. Wall Street right there because he's always sure. trying to help always trying to help artists out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yo, that's what's up. Okay, so now Saron, let's talk about the I website. Uh, huh? which is isartaudible.com again. Um, and I noticed I was actually looking at the merch today. I don't think I even realized that. Um, but it's uh aspire to inspire is mm-hmm. one of them that you have available, but can you, what's all the idea behind how all of that ties together with the new project and hopefully no more projects being released later on on the site? That came together with me just trying to figure out how I wanted to release music. That's, that's mainly what that was. Um, mm-hmm. Because with just the climate of the way things were going, with like uh, the pricing and whatnot, <clears throat> with it being like, valued as as at like less than a cent you know in streaming services and whatnot i was just like you know this is this is real art you know what i mean like um if if i decide to sell this for like a thousand dollars i could do that you know what i mean because this is my real art like i really for me you know i Put my blood, sweat, tears, emotions, and um, sleepless nights and whatnot. I put all of that into the project, all of that into the art form. Um, so it, it's like I'm also trying to pose the question before you hear the music. You know, I, I want the audience to ask that question. You know, going into it. Mm. Um, a lot of times, like uh, you guys were just saying a minute ago, like the lyrics, like they touch y'all, they hit y'all a certain way. A lot of times I'll rap something or I'll write something with the intention of the uh, of the audience saying it more, more so than it is for me to say it. Mm-hmm. I'll write it for you to say it, you know. The call and I'll- response in you. Yeah, well, I'll I'll write. I wake up in the morning, hop out the bed, look in the mirror, and tell myself I love me, just so you know, I can get that out there, you know, just so I can put that type of energy out into the world, just so you know, 
that can be the new thing we riding around saying, you know, so that can be yeah. new, our, that can be our alarm clock, you know what I mean? So yeah. Um it's kind of like that with the website. I put it out there so that can be and and I try to I try to explain like I don't look at myself as some super great like amazing artist who is just artsy farsy about everything that he puts out like that's not that's not it but I do want to you know I just kind of want to put the idea out there that hey whoever's in this field like hey what I'm doing is art what I'm doing is not it don't necessarily have to be for clout or have to be for um and not to get sidetracked but a lot of times me writing for people ghostwriting that's what the like people will actually hit me up and be like well I gotta I gotta do this for clout I gotta write this to you know um get my likes up get my views up over here I gotta do this crazy thing to, and I'm I'm like it's getting it's getting further and further away from uh from the art form and once that happens it's dangerous ideas are the new currency let that sink in man you forever run with the ink pen the scars are permanent we fall from firmaments then we link in had two options sink swim i place ops on tree limbs then apply pressure it ain't no question he him a.m. like p.m. and five-star hotels no wells was on repeat like three wins thc just seeped in squad eat good like vegans that's no meat over my meals but we talk meals over meat tins uh. i might throw a party for every come up this ain't no rari but niggas so what i'm putting miles on this bitch like a bus just in my line you know that i'm clutch if i ain't got time then you know what's up this ain't no rari but niggas so what I'm putting miles on this bitch like a slut. Walk through the streets and I'm greeted with love. I needed a milli to split with the bros. I'm coming for mine to work over time. My niggas gon' grind this shit in the dust. Quiet all that talking, I promise you sus. We move in silence, you heard it was us. Speaking life into existence. Whisper. And I'm getting way off subject, but... No, you're not. That's right on subject, dude. Okay. Not at all. Keep, yeah, speaking, so. keep speaking on that because I, I think that what I really like about you, Saran, is you're very intentional about, you know, what you're saying and, and like what you said just now, like you're speaking life into, <laughs> you know, other people. Um, like you just said about the alarm clock. I'm like, I literally have verse put on the damn cape as my alarm clock wake up tone. Like, because when I get up every day, I need to put on the damn cape. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and those are the kind of songs that I, I'm going to go through and choose instead of the beep, beep, beep. Like, no, I want to be woken up yeah. by the sound of, oh shit. You know, yeah. like that's, that's my method, you know, and, and whatever I'm feeling at that time, whatever I feel like I need the most. And I got a feeling I'm going to be uh, tapping into firmament <laughs> pretty soon. Please do. Yeah. Please do. I hear all of that. I think that I would, I'm sorry, and I'm going off on a tangent a little bit, but for me uh, also, especially working in the field that I'm in, um, I would like to hear more of that speaking life thing from some of our artists. You know, it's, as we say, words are powerful, you know, um, and we have to be careful that's about what it. comes out of our mouths. <laughs> that's what I'm, yeah, that's what I'm trying to preach right now. Like the words are so powerful. 
And I'm really understanding that now more than ever, you know, and I feel like that's something I've heard my whole life. And we probably all, we probably all have, uh, have heard that, like, I know a bunch of celebrities, they, they say, you know, um, if like you can achieve whatever you want to achieve, you know, you just gotta, uh, speak it into existence or you just gotta, uh, manifest it yeah manifest it or even surround yourself by with a certain group of people like all of that kind of all of that it seems like cliche almost because what's strange is like the wealthiest and the most successful people say it so it almost seems cliche but the wealthiest and most successful people say it though you know yeah because they're doing it yeah, so it's like mm, they might be on to something. Like, like that's not some the you know the poorest and the you know most unsuccessful people say. That's something that the people who are actually um, winning at life. That's what they say, you know. So, oh man, and I don't know because I feel like that shit's it's a cop out for them to say it because it's like the easiest thing they can think of on spot. You go out here, you go from you go eight city blocks in any direction you hit any corner you ask any of those people out there like at what point were you like i just gave up he's like well look i didn't i'm still sitting here asking you for money you know what i'm saying i didn't give up yet you know what i'm saying it's, yeah. so there's more to it i feel like and in in these positions of power that we speak of we all know it's kind of like our day-to-day lives man it's more who you know it in how you get on you know it's like that's a good starting point positive affirmations but there's like a lot of footwork and and stuff that that goes along with it but you can't fit all that into like a soundbite you know when someone's like well how'd you get this far (laughs) you know what i mean yeah there's a foundation (laughs) somewhere i think yeah (laughs) you know know what i think it is i think it's i think it's um i think it start with the affirmations i -hmm. think that's where it starts i think you don't i don't think you get out of bed without that Mm-hmm. You know, so I don't think you make the connections. I don't think you shake the hands. You know, I don't think you put on your your pants and your shoes. I don't think you, you know, you, you feel what I'm saying? Like, I don't yeah. think, I think without speaking it, mm-hmm. the, the rest, it doesn't follow behind it. I think once you speak it, then, you know, the connections happen and it's who you know. Then it's like the door is open. Then it's like I met this person. Then it's like I was at this event and I got to, I believe, you know, it starts with the speaking though. I I think everything is surrounded by words, you know. I think words created the universe, like in my opinion, you know. Mm-hmm. Not to get into that. Not, not to no, get go all ahead. That. I mean, top down into Genesis if you need to for a minute. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> saying, like I, Literally, <laughs> one of the tracks on the album is Genesis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, um, I think I, I I think I definitely uh, I don't know I, I got off track. Well, and what, one thing yeah. that I wanted to say, like what Doc was saying, like sometimes it seems like a cop out, and you know, but at the same time, I also feel like success is what whatever that means to you. What you right. can, your little corner of the world, like I want to have the best food truck in this tiny little corner. And if that is what you're there, you know, well, you could have your own restaurant and other people come out like, no, 
I want to have this tiny little small food truck and I want it to be the best one. Like they're, Doc, you and I both know where to get the best tacos, right? And the best green sauce. <laughs> like no. me, I would I mean, love to see them in a restaurant. I mean, like, call it by its true name. That's that gringo sauce. Because yeah. it's got that little bit of mayo in it. I can mm. tell. I found out why. Bring, bring I found God. out now my life. Listen, okay. last it's time. Smoky. It has a little something different, and I and I last time I went, I asked for an extra one because <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna need this for something else, like my breakfast or something, because it's so dark. Oh, they hit me with three. I've tried to make sure I get through all eight of my tacos and save two, like I did today. Hold on, hold on. which spot are we talking about? Because my spot we... is on 21st and Garnet. Which spot y'all? Uh, 21st and Garnet is good too, Saran. I know exactly well, what you're talking t- about. Nah, you don't, because like I'm gonna need you to be more specific. Because like, are we talking about on the southwest corner, the southeast corner, or the northwest? corner the northeast corner we're talking mm-hmm. about the one in at the nam high we're talking about the one across uh no. from the southwest the old... southwest okay. corner because there's literally six oh. i drove past today that's what i'm like i need y'all to be specific yeah okay i don't so know the, the name block, of it the, the block I'm is hot the truck i'm talking about the, the taco truck right next to the the mexican restaurant that faces the restaurant and that faces the restaurant yes that, that one What's the name of that spot? Oh, I feel horrible. I forgot the name, and I'm I be there like all the time, but I forgot the name. But but the spot that Doc and I are talking about is behind. Should we should we say? I almost don't it's want to tell nobody. A, I'll put it out there. Oh man, no, it's hey every dude. It's 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 already blown up. It's already blown up because every time I go, it's just like there's a line. So it's the Pollo Sosados Carbon. You can call in your order like I did today because I was afraid I was not gonna catch them before they close. It's right off of, uh, right off the highway off of Lewis and uh, Admiral. So it's like right behind the Whittier bar. Behind Whittier, right down from Lovemore. Right down the street from the- Get the uh, green sauce. Get the green sauce and a red. Like get three greens and a red. <laughs> yeah. The one y'all talking about is good. That one in the parking lot of the Nam High is good. Uh, the mm. one off of 11th, right before you get to the- uh, uh, the Waffle House, that one slaps too. Mm, okay. Yeah. Take 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 a trip. But anyways, yeah. Okay, man. Yeah, like I'm not down in like I just want to full circle. This. I'm not like down in positive affirmations, but it's like uh, I look at like um, these seminars of people that are get they're charging like 120 a head for for these seminars oh, to yeah. tell people to. You can do it. You just got to believe in blah, blah, blah. I was like, wait, wait, wait. No one worth a billion dollars had to get a self-help book. Yeah, no one. Not a right. damn one of them. <laughs> so what are you talking about? It's like it's like uh, at the end of the Super Bowl when they asked so-and-so, that star player, like, what are you going to do? I'm going to Disneyland. It's like, <laughs> that's what I kind of feel like it is. It's like, well, how did you achieve this? Well, I woke up today and I was like, I want to win the Super Bowl. It's like, nah, you woke up, you was like, it'd be nice to win a Super Bowl, but first, it'd be nice to go ahead and get through this two-a-day. It'd be nice to get through the playoffs. It would be nice to get through uh, week eight. Uh, it'd be nice to get through, you know. Get through practice, game. shoot. Just get, to get through practice. That's what I'm talking about, two-a-days. Drills, like, I, like, and I'm talking like two-a-days high school, I remember, like cats having to do two-a-days. Like, I played soccer, we did like one-a-days. Coach tried to push it two-a-day, but that was like if you did cross-country. But Ooh. yeah, I mean, it's like a... Uh, I keep y'all, y'all keep making me think about my man verse. Put energy in the atmosphere. I don't mind coming, coming back, back to me. me. 
Do, 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 do. Which, by the way, go run up the, the views on that. Yeah. On that, find yourself. And the newest one that just dropped there. Everybody got needs. Shout out to the Old House fam. Which brings us to the next one. Because, like, they asked me, but I want to know. Yeah, yeah. Your side, your side of the coin. Because I remember we pulled up to Valcor. Let me just I'm gonna put that out there. My memory bad. But, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. Okay, yeah, as much as you can uh, see, I see what I can remember. Right, so I pulled up to Valcor Sound, and then homie Aldri was like, I want you to hop on this track with this cat, Serana 7. Track was Euphoria. So, mm-hmm. we can, yeah, we got Euphoria. Yeah. We did like this very college esque inspired track, and I was like fresh out of off of graduation, uh, I believe. I think I just got my diploma in the mail like um the like weeks before we did this track. And so it was like uh I had never messed around. I was like, oh man, and I get in there and I can <laughs> all I could think of, I just saw this meme the other day. It was like uh Vegeta's face with that wry smile and someone put that meme print on there. It's like this motherfucker's spitting. <laughs> and that was my face sitting there in Valcor Sound watching. Saran did it, and then Mike did Where's the Blood? And I was just like, where'd you find these guys? So I need to know your perspective, man. Like, how did, how do you remember how that happened? How you met Algebra and how it all came to, came to be before we were the oil house of the You know, I don't really remember how I met Algebra, man. I hate to say it, but I don't know how, how the fuck did. I don't know, man. Like, I read, um, I want to say Algebra heard me and Mike rapping somewhere on something. Mm. And maybe at Sound Pony doing something. And I remember him telling us we were dope. And I was like, yeah, you dope too. Um, And it was like one of those, yeah, you dope, yeah, we dope, yeah, yeah. One of those type of things. And, um, I, like in, in my brain, it was just a one-time thing. And it was from that one one moment, and Algebra probably, probably gonna tell a whole different story if, if he tell a story, It'd probably be completely different. But- Mind like a steel trap, that guy. Yeah, <laughs> in, in my mind, everything's a blur, but- Well, yeah. but, but tell us what you do now. Like, tell us what you remember the most. Like, there, there've gotta be some moments that really stood out to you. Mm, okay, I remember the night that Freeman talking about. I remember that. I remember um, riding with Algebra and him going to scoop up Freeman. And then he took all us to the studio. Um, and I think we were just working on music at the time. I don't think we were all house yet. Nah, we were just, we just working. Yeah, we was just working, having fun. And um, I remember thinking like, yo, these is cool peoples. And before that, I didn't know there was like rappers in Tulsa, like really, I hate to say it, but because I wasn't like born in Tulsa, like I wasn't that aware of all the other rappers who laid the groundwork at that time. Mm-hmm. Or not like, you know, enough. I didn't know enough. So, um, um, I would say that these were the first guys who were like rapping, I would say like me alls. 
they were like rapping in that same like I could tell they liked some of the same stuff I like and it can't it showed through the way they rap and it was like different also it was like a different like Freeman he it was, it was like when I heard that what he was spitting I'm like yo what a type of <laughs> like this is not normal <laughs> You were saying the same thing to him, like this motherfucker's Yeah, yeah. I'm like, like, yo, this is not like a normal thing. Like, because you gotta remember, like I said, like I grew up with cats rapping in in school, and I was like, okay, I can definitely rap because I can rap better than them. Yeah. And I heard people rapping all the time, but Freeman wasn't rapping like anybody I heard rapping, and neither was Alger. So I always thought it was I, I was like, oh Mike. Mike D the second best rapper. <laughs> I was like, he the second best rapper because I'm the first best rapper. So I was fucking. But uh it's still true. No, no, no. I was like, I was definitely like, yo, um Mike is uh the best rapper. I remember we used to battle all the time and Mike used to like he used to kill me. So I was like, yo, to hear uh Freeman and Algebra, it definitely, um, it that moment definitely stood out. And then fast forward from that, I remember Algebra saying uh, at, at one of the shows we were doing, I think we did a show together. And afterwards he was like, real nonchalant, like, hey, you know, we should probably like do like a little thing, you know, like a little, you know, like a, like a little group or something, like see what happens. And I'm thinking like, yeah, that'd be dope. Mike standing right there, yeah, why not? And I, I think I don't know if Freeman was right there at the time or not, but uh, no, nah, he hit me after. He was like, hey, it's not a group because we were all just doing shows. It was like, uh, it was like algebra, and then Saran, and then Mike on the bill, and then I would pop on a couple tracks with algebra and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, and uh, but we would remember. be double duty. We would do like a Snorlax show, oh. and then be like, "All right, let's rap after that." Yeah. Oh gosh, you would you would do recording sessions after Snorlax? No, no, no. We would uh, we would do like a Snorlax show, and then like we the featured rappers either before or after. Oh, I got you. So rap then yell, <laughs> then rap then yell. Yeah, then like, yell hey, some more than rap. Yeah. That's I a lot of energy. Yeah, I remember running into first after one of the shows we did. I'm trying to think. Were we were we all house at the time, Free? I think we were. It might have been the first one. I know yeah. it, was, it was the show we did where we were like on a where were we at, man? We were like on a in a I almost want to say it was a barn, man. I don't know. What oh, it was it was it was, like, <laughs> it was Eric Franzen's wood shop. That's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> so what? like, yeah. So Eric friends and yeah, it used to be like right off of uh, what is that Cheyenne? Where like the little red brick is where the downtown lounge used to be. It's like Welton Brewing now, brewery now. Uh, but friends that had like a a wood shop in there, and he used to throw like parties and stuff. And I remember like, uh, it was Jono Sinclair and um the homie adam crump they i think they were releasing like their first skate vid that they had did and it was like they had the screening for that and then there was like art 
local artists, like some local artists had, well, a couple of local artists had stuff like hung all in the downstairs. And then we were in the top part of this warehouse wood shop thing. And I think that was the first, that was the first oil house show. Yeah, yeah, I think so. That yeah. that was crazy. I, I forgot I, about that. That was the first time I met Verse. Like right after that, I walked outside and this guy was like, yo, you want to buy a CD? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Rhymes with Winning was out there and he had, uh, when Keeping It Real Goes Wrong, he, he was double yeah. loaded. He was double cocked with him. Yeah. Wait, wait, what? <laughs> Was, was it that I thought it was? I thought, I thought it was earlier than I thought he had some before that. Was it, thought, was it that? Well, it was both of them. He had both because uh, it was when keeping it real goes wrong. I think it was the, uh, the first one because I had to double back and go back and get that one. But I got the rhymes with winning one just because he let me listen to a sample of it with the man. Little <laughs> Charlie Sheen samples, guess hilarious. <laughs> I, okay, I must. I'm, he must have had something else because I I had something else. I had another joint, mm. and I had I went and got those later. So maybe so. Uh, but I do remember, like asking him if he could really rap, and he was like, "Well, like, good thing you asked." And he was like, "I just <laughs> happen to have headphones and a CD player right here," and he was like, "Listen to it, see what you think." I listened to it, and I'm like, "Yo." This is another guy rapping like better than all the rappers. Well, he, Verse had the videos too. I remember Verse had like nine videos. Like he was like, well, I was sleeping. Yeah. Wait, on um, you talking about online or like online? Verse got it was uh because there was a couple of tracks he had a singer on. Uh, this chick Miss Miss Lee, I want to say is her name. Cause I used to like look up versus videos. Uh, <laughs> I think Paige shot like all those early ones. But yeah, is they this, out there. I so these are them. before. This is before pizza and cookies. Yeah, this is way before pizza. Yeah, yeah. this is like uh, a year or two before pizza and cookies. I need these. I need these old CDs. Verse, please. Can I get copies of those, please? I'm putting it out there. I oh, man. the one I had just was um, just written in marker. I think. <laughs> I, I still got that joint too but yeah that was that was when I met him and um I met Paige shortly after that through him and I think we all just was like yeah let's make it a thing I mean we all we all definitely brought different styles to the table and we all was serious about what we were doing and, and we all really rocking each other so yeah, yeah. Like Malachi said, y'all were like Voltron. Y'all come together. It was just like this big ass transformer. Like, oh my God. Like every show. I'm sorry. I'm trying to be as quiet as possible because I'm definitely oil house fangirling over here right now. Hey, well, thank you for all the support, man. For real. Yeah. Hey, well, for oh, real, speaking for of, real. I got a question. Where can I find an oil house t-shirt? Because shout out to my girl Gabby who once let me borrow her shirt. <laughs> I forgot what it was for, but I got she I wore it one night. I was like, I don't have one. She's like, here, you can wear my oil house shirt. And I was like, I can't. <laughs> but yeah, do y'all still have like, is there a site somewhere or something? I know there was a band camp out there at one point, which I was looking at today. But um, is there like a place where you can still get oil house t-shirts or anything like that? Not at this moment in time, but uh that is 
Oh, let's do for a change. Because like the first one we got printed, I just did like a bass two-tone. But uh, And shout out to Chris Skilling, uh, a local Tulsa music OG uh, in Tulsa type for creating the Oil House logo for us. Uh, but I only got the two-tone, but the next printing, because we had just I had a conversation with Pay, we were going to do colors and stuff like that and what and whatnot and so on and so forth. But yeah, stay tuned. Okay. Maybe there's some enamel pins out there. Maybe there's some pocket thieves coming. I mean, y'all seen the hats. Okay. But first I'm things still, first. I'm still go ahead, bro. Five song album. Five five song EP first. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was about to say. Yeah, we we, we still, yeah, we're gonna hit them over the head with that first. Okay, 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 okay. When is that gonna happen? We have actually, a date for that. Actually, yet? just give it, we just hand it over to Somar and have him make another mix. <laughs> since that, since everybody's got stuff out now again. Hey man, I'm about to produce hey. a whole joint. Hey, uh, shout out I'm, to Somar too. I'm about, I'm about to produce a whole project for for Okay. Yeah. So until then, you gotta just had to settle for that that oil house. Did the DJ Somar oil house mix? The classic gems with the classic cuts. It, it never the, gets old. With the little interludes and interviews in between. Yeah. Is that that's still up on his mix cloud, right? Uh, it's like up on his SoundCloud too, and yeah, yeah it's out there. Yeah, that's so yeah. dope. That was one of my favorites. Somar, man. Man, Somar. One of the hardest working DJs out here. But so going back to Is Art Audible, um, again, the website is isartaudible.com. You can get sent the Send Prayers EP right now for $7, 26 minutes of greatness. Um, man, I've listened to it at least five times today. Um, it stayed on repeat. I just was like, I really wanted to go back and listen to some older work from you but I was like ah, nah, I already know that <laughs> I need I need this to be like in my bones right now um but yeah so also I wanted to touch on how you you've done several features with we've got sneak the poet um the two feathers in dreams track yo um verse exactly and then the new track that you just did with emmy aka mr burns boo yow ridiculous like how many other features do you think you have out there saran like i know i didn't get them all oh man okay so i also got a project titled lo and behold that haven't that it, it ain't dropped yet okay on that joint i got Ooh, I got on there. I got I got Faith on there. Um, I got um, D. I got Young DV. Oh, like I got I got some joints that while working on and I and I think Lo and Behold is like gonna be my best project, but it just so happened while I was working on the project, some things happened with um, the like the studio I was working at. Mm completely got shut down so I had to and that was also around the time when my pops passed so so much took place where I was just like okay this whole project kind of you know we're gonna put it on the back burner and while doing that um I just started working on other music 
So that was pre-pandemic when the studio got shut yeah, down. This, yeah, this was yeah, this was like it was like three years ago. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um it's like I had a like my focus changed and I I knew I couldn't get back in there and have the exact because the project wasn't done, but if y'all listen to my projects, y'all know I, like it's like kind of the same sound the same quality it's the same you know it's real cohesive right so because i lost that cohesiveness because the, the spot got shut down and then also i wasn't in the same frame of mind i just kind of put a hold on everything but um I, I i was i was just saying that to say that i definitely had some crazy features from from some of the town greats um on that project so uh, yeah, I got a bunch of features out there. I love doing features. That's like my favorite thing. So well, I've heard Doc refer to you as like the Andre 3000 of Tulsa before. Like, and I as soon as he said it, I was like, damn, I couldn't agree more because you know it's almost like when three stacks it, you know get, jumps on a track, it's like, is this his song? Cause he oh. killed it. Like that's ridiculous. How what and that's the same way it feels almost every time. Like yeah you just you shine so bright um thank you thank you I, I love doing it i love i love the feature game i love to just dip in put my little two cents in and then dip out i love love that yeah yeah you do it well my friend you do it very thank well thank you well we would we definitely want to um jump into what your experience was like during the fire and little africa recording sessions um, that was, uh, like, where do you want to start? Um, whatever you think. I didn't process the, the vibe. Like, I, I love that whole thing. Like, I wish that was something we did, like, every weekend. Mm. Right? Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I love that. I love that so much. Um, definitely inspired by the whole thing, inspired by the other artists, inspired by watching them. Um, most of all, though, just happy we get into tell the story and shed some light on that. Um, but just from a creative standpoint, just um, that was that was the the first time in a long time that I actually had to write my lyrics down because mm. everything was moving so quick and I couldn't memorize nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like, like because normally I would write something in my head and then just go over it in my head throughout the you know day or the week or whatnot and then lay it down but because it was like yo hop on the mic here hop on the mic there it was like oh i need to write this down forget trying to memorize it right now like we'll get to that later yeah um i remember we were in one room i played tag along with him and mike when we were just kind of in the in the greenwood culture and i remember a couple of cats they were like, how y'all just be writing stuff down on the spot like that? <laughs> yeah. It's like, I'm like, oh, like, normally, the, <laughs> normally the pen and paper side of the thing. Me, I kind of like lean on it just to like absorb, but I've, I've rarely to never seen like you or Mike D because y'all is just so prepared. You're prepared in this level, it's just crazy like y'all are ready and it's like it sounds like 
like you said, it sounds like you've gone over this in your head, but for it to never be transcribed, you know what I'm saying? It's like that 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 Jay Z, that little Wayne-ness, you know? What yeah, I'm saying? that you one know, take. You know what I'm saying? And it's kind of, y'all got complex bars. Y'all got mad complex bars. Like, metaphors out the wazoo. You know, I only fuck with the elite. And they, they, these guys are elite. Y'all are elite. You been watching them in there. When they, when they were like, man, how y'all, how you just, and I just watching the faces on people in the room whenever you lay something down, man. <laughs> Yo. Yo. I love seeing everybody's process throughout that whole thing too, because Verse is like he's a writer. Like, I you hop in the room and you see him just head down, like constantly writing the whole time. So, and like you said, having to to write things down, like I can't memorize this right now. Let me make sure I you know jot this down Uh, because the vibe was so different in every room. So, what were some some moments I would say throughout that entire weekend that you really remember the most? Whether at the Greenwood Cultural Center or even the mansion. I mean, it's hard to say. Like, for me, I I just, I really remember just the entire thing the most. And I know that probably don't make much sense, but it's not necessarily a, a one thing that I remember the most. It's like the whole process of everything, <clears throat> excuse me, under under one umbrella, I'll forever remember. Um, I, I, it yeah, makes perfect I sense. Yeah, I, I, know, I, I know what you're saying. It makes perfect <laughs> sense because it's like, it's a feeling. It's like, you don't know how to explain to anybody what that felt like. The and and the one of the main words that always comes to me is like it was just like this positive like it was a vibe <laughs> for five yeah, days yeah. straight it was a straight positive vibe nobody was arguing nobody was fighting not that I saw yeah. anyway no, um, you know what I'm saying like every single space you stepped into was like you want to jump on this or whatever like yeah it's like if, if I think about remembering something it's, it's it's like as soon as I walk in the building like that's when that's what i remember you know yeah so for me almost a spiritual moment, feeling <laughs> yeah the moment i stepped in there and then the moment i stepped out all of that is <laughs> jumbled up together all of that is one big positive memory and inspiring moment because yeah. there's no way i can go over every single because every single moment every single track that i hop on Every single time I uh, sat back in the corner and listened to whether it was step, dial tone, like in the basement, like mm. every single moment, you know, was memorable. Yeah. Um, just not to mention the surroundings, the, um, uh, and, and I mean like the, uh, as far as the house we were in and the history behind that and then like the, the pictures on the wall, like just, um people asking for your opinion on different songs and then you asking for their input on, on different songs and it's just a whole yeah it's yeah. just a whole thing yeah it's like i can't we, i can't, I can't pick one, one spot i'm sorry yeah we, we were in a bubble before the bubbles are being created during the pandemic 
You know what? If I had to say one thing, I remember that's what I <laughs> that that might be something that stuck out. That's not really a part of the whole like actual process of creating. Like the fact we were doing it at the time where COVID was just really jumping off. Yeah, that was memorable for us. For us, for but like us, across yeah. the country, it was like they were kind of already dealing with it. That maybe the month before, but we were again in Oklahoma yeah. about a month behind. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly, exactly. So we was like, hey. A lot of a lot of uh elbow uh tapping yeah, tapping and whatnot yeah, fist bumping and yeah and kept it going you know what I mean yeah okay 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 yeah I'm reloaded let's relocate yeah Dios mio mio more it's just me and my cojones in this world feeling lonely in this world full of phonies cause everybody ain't about it no every homie ain't the homie turn your back when I was hungry turn me in when I was wanted Turn the tables, now I'm on it. Uh, Gotta cut you off, yeah, I ain't cutting corners. Uh, Keep it the hundred, I'm straight with the karma. Uh, Try to throw shade, but you waking the sun up. Sun up? Wait, up. Wait up, I'm coming. Yeah. Straight up, straight up. Good morning, uh, shine, 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 boy, I'm glowing. Uh, shine, shine, even when it's pouring. Uh, Grind time, even when it's snowing. Uh, 918, you ain't knowing. Yeah. 918, UFO. Yeah. Best kept secret, you ain't see it. See. Niggas still sleeping on the coldest. Uh, Word the mic, be it, sneak the poet. Uh, the fuck is wrong with you? Hold up. Aliens coming through, we gon' take over the land uh, Front if you wanted to, hold up. whatever we run into It's gon' get hit with the ram, uh, give it the money to uh, If you discernible, you gettin' chopped I promise you, after them pumping this jam yeah. They gon' just up and move, uh, you gon' get uh, left where you stand So, Saran, how old were you when you first learned about the Tulsa Race Massacre? Mm, that's another hard one. That's another hard one because for me, it wouldn't it wouldn't necessarily be a certain time that I, like, I might have heard about it, but I didn't realize or it didn't stick out to me until I realized that it was being covered up. That became a, oh, like, that, that made me feel like I was learning about it because mm. It's, it's almost like it's a, it's layered because you learn about it, but then you also learn that it's being, it was being covered up. And then that's like something else you have to learn. So that was over like a period of time. I was like, oh, wait, what happened? Like, I, I probably was, I don't know that I had to be, a, I can't remember exactly what happened, but something happened in America at the time that made people say, well, um, and I forgot what that tragic thing was that happened, but it also made people turn around and say, well, you know, they bombed, you know, Black Wall Street. It was one of those type of moments. Right. Um, I can't exactly remember what it was. It might have been a terrorist attack or something, but something happened that made people bring that conversation back up. And then, you know, you hear little things, but you're not too sure because you were never taught it in school. So you don't know exactly what to believe. You don't, you don't exactly start doing research until, for me, until I realized that, oh, this is like a, a secret that, you know. So it wasn't like something that was talked about within your family or like 
Do you think it was it at school or where you did first hear about it or someone you just knew? That's what I mean. Like, I don't really know exactly. I mm. can't, I can't, I can't pinpoint. I was definitely so young that I don't remember the exact, cause it was like, like over a certain period of time. Like, yeah. And I, I say that because you ever had that moment where you learn something, but it, it don't really feel like you learn it until you start exploring it and trying to get your own information. Yeah. So you might have heard it, heard different things, but that's just like, I don't know. Uh, because the amount of detail that goes into it and hearing. Yeah. What, what was you, it? You hear little things periodically. Yeah. Like learning later, like what was it? 32 blocks. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I was just talking to my friend Utopia the other night she just watched the episode of lovecraft country have you seen it yet doc no I mean, i'm not gonna say too much um but in the queue yeah <laughs> i know i'm like i don't like to spoil anything for you um but she, we were talking about it and saying how uh you know it was just so devastating and to think and she was asking me like how much is left now you know she remembers like driving down Greenwood and they went to the Greenwood Cultural Center and I think like that's when like she someone had told her but like what you just said it was almost like she didn't really absorb it I guess until they went to the Cultural Center and she was like oh my god you know like did, wait this happened and this is all that's left of what was here and so yeah, yeah you know, it's in the magnitude of it when you first hear yeah you first hear about it you're gonna understand that yeah it's a shock. I think it's that's almost, a lot of it too. It's almost unbelievable. It's almost one yeah. of those things. It's almost, first of all, it, it is an, an unbelievable thing that happened. Um, I agree. On a great, on a great scale. Like, uh, I mean, when you really sit and think about it. Well, I want to ask both of you, um, you know, they're currently they, they found, what was it, 10 or 12 bodies, the mass graves that they're looking for. How do you guys feel about that? Dig in the walls of the Brady and then we'll talk. And I'm talking about, excuse me, the Tulsa Theater. Formerly the Brady Theater. Yeah, let me see what's in those walls too. 10, 12 ain't enough. We know there's more. We feel it. We don't even. We don't even. I don't, I don't know. I feel it. <laughs> something. Right. Something is speaking and saying, "Hey, don't." I think like I don't know. The, the ten to twelve. I'm like, okay. Mm. Right. That's not. That's not a case closed thing. Yeah. It's not a case closed thing for me. Well, the reason why I'm asking is I saw someone post recently, like, "Why are they doing that now?" Like just basically like let them rest, you know, leave them. And then someone else was like, but those families will be able to now put their ancestor to rest and maybe they'll find more. And, you know, that's that's really what I wanted to ask you. It's like, how do you feel about the upheaval? Well, I mean, um, that's a, for me, I think that's a, that's more of a personal thing. Like for the, for the family. The families, yeah. Yeah, for the families, um, that's for them to decide 
um, it's really about their feelings, but also from my from my standpoint, what happened deserves like uh, it deserves more than going and trying to find the bodies of the people who were murdered. Like that's a that's a step, but even that step is not from from just me being a human for us like for, for, for like that's not and I'm trying to see how, how I can explain this that's not really uh, actually I don't even want to say what it's not I want to say that like a whole community was wiped out like like a terrorist attack like we talking about wealthy black people yeah. we talking about money and when you're talking about money, you're talking about power. Like it changed the power structure. So now we're talking about what are you going to do to make this right? Let's go dig up some bodies of the people we killed. Like, I don't know who's in charge of it. But for me personally, that's not even in the conversation of how you make this, or at least, you know, at least try to make this right. Mm. Which you can't make it right, but I mean. It's all about closure. Like we are a society that is now more than ever obsessed with the cold case, okay? And this mm. is the biggest cold case or one of the biggest cold cases this country has, you know? So it's like, these this needs to be rectified and and not just swept on another rug anymore it's not a let sleeping dogs lie anymore we're not dogs okay you know what i'm saying yeah. we're, we're proud people you know what i'm saying uh you know that was in a proud that were in a proud place before they were either murdered or scattered to the winds yeah. you know what i'm saying yeah. so that's why like the whole fact that we will just as soon as we get home turn on the tv and like or turn on our podcast and listen to, you know, serial or missing or whatever, you know what I'm saying? But then we want to, when it you know, comes to Greenwood or Black Wall Street, people want to be like, oh, well, let these people rest. Like, no, nah, fuck that. No, no. They need justice like everyone else gets yeah. their justice. Yeah. Like you said, cold case, and I'm yeah, thinking of uh, all un- of them. I'm thinking of unsolved mysteries right now. Like, like we've been obsessed with the culture of the cold case for for a hot minute, and we're now living in like the most technically advanced forensic science ever era we've ever been in. This shit should have been done in like six weeks tops. Well, like, and I, I saw, we're not we're not gonna find what folks don't want to find. Right. I saw on this same friend's post, it was like, why did it take almost 100 years for this to, you know, there's all those questions and there's a lot of. And that's what I'm saying, like in the forensic age, like back then, it was way easier to get away with murder back then than it is now, you know. Right. (laughs) But as far as the. You had to like back then, you almost had to just run fast enough and you get away with murder. Yeah, I definitely think it's, it's two different conversations to be had. So. It's like we we need reparations. <laughs> like at the end of the day, like I think the I don't know what the end goal is 
and I'm 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 with everything that Freeman is saying. Like, um, I definitely think the families need justice and, and all of that. But yeah. I I would be afraid that what could get lost, or or what the message could be, um, what the message they could be trying to send out is, hey, we're doing this thing, so therefore we have you know washed our hands clean, like we did our part. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where I don't think, um, I don't think that. I mean, I don't want to say, I don't want to be insensitive and say I don't, I don't feel like that solves anything. It solves something, but it doesn't. It's almost like the thing with Breonna Taylor. You know, it's like when you talk about just. Black people being murdered. And it's like, well, we could put somebody behind bars, which that rarely happens. Right. Is that 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 was the that, when I first found out about this, that was the first thing I was asking, okay, like who do we who do we lock up? Who do we strip of their power? Like who do we and I know the majority of the people who were involved passed away. So now it's like there needs to be some other action taken, like that we can feel like on a financial level at this point. Yeah. Because that's the only, something else was taken. Like I said, money. Yeah, you you, you said like a yeah, you said a whole infrastructure was yeah. decimated. You know what I mean? We talking yeah. about people who could be billionaire like yes like black wall street come on now well it was i think of it like an entire network because as we as we know the the dollars circulated within the community yeah so you didn't have to leave black wall street to get what you needed everything you needed was right there and i feel like the people who took that away knew that of course, of course, and, of course. Oh, and jealous. if, if, I mean, if any, like, like I'm seeing that I'm like, you see the pictures if like the the Justice for Greenwood uh, side, like they got pictures like, uh, what state and federal equipment was used to act to Ooh. carry out this attack? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. State and federal equipment was used to like somebody had to somebody knows who was storing that and who was supposed to be protecting that to make sure it is not used for that purpose somebody got paid for some somewhere down the line somewhere that's what i'm saying it's like justice and atonement you know what i mean we talk about the Breonna Taylor thing i would just like to see what happens what what should happen anytime you kill or murder someone you are arrested tried and whatever but it's it's rules for some and not for others yeah. kind of thing and that's like that. And this is a huge case of rules for some and not for others. That's why I'm like, atonement is like a huge word that has opened my eyes even more. Like, um, uh, I, it flashed in my face. Kojo uh, uh, is running for Congress, dealing with this thing from a local organization kind of thing. And he wasn't outraged that he's just like the word that stuck out to me most in his response to this thing was atonement. There needs to be a, a, a level of atonement and acceptance of like, you know what I'm saying? Like that, 
You know what I mean? It's like, I don't, I, we don't, I don't need to swing for the fences. I just, I would prefer someone to just bunt me something. Damn, come on. <laughs> just, just bunt me something. Yeah. Sure. Oh, well, I'm, I almost want to say, I'm sorry for asking that question because I know it's, it's hard to talk about, but I really wanted both of your feedback on that because, um, and thank you both for answering that because I, I like what you said, Saran, is like, yes, it's okay if that's good for the family, you know, but it's almost like things are going in reverse. That, mm -hmm. that should have happened maybe somewhere down the line, but let's start with the reparations. You know I don't want I mean? to start with that and end with that. That's, that's basically what I'm-, what yeah, I'm yeah, 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 like, uh, yeah. Like, you know, and to bring up, you know, my, my 8.5 out of 10 show, you know, that was kind of like the thing there that they're talking about with the Watchmen. It's like, yeah. that's the that's just a step, but then you see with the potential, what actually lead to, you know what I'm saying? Because I was looking at that show, I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, she's got to like, money to this dude, oh, this is a whole Turley situation. When they pull up on the on the trailer park scenario, <laughs> I'm like, oh, this is a whole Turley situation. We about to have some broke white folks just mad, just mm -hmm. out here wilding. But Sorry. you know, it, it, and I, I, mean, I feel like we unjustly <laughs> bring up Turley in like a negative light, but that's like Wild West. It's a beautiful place. Explore, explore your counties. Explore your locals and surrounding towny counties. I, I urge you all. You I gotta know, say, Turley reminds me a lot of home. Like when I when I pass through there, it reminds me a lot of my hometown. Dude, it's, it reminds me of my my folks' hometown, like Holdenville uh in uh in old movie yeah mm -hmm. but man saran bro it's like me. it's it's an honor and like you are you're mr modest you know what i'm saying we didn't get into uh i was about to say your anti-political activism i don't know exactly what to call that because uh my man my man be out here yeah you know i'm saying what was it uh was it uh oh my bro who'd you run into randomly at like some sort of weird anarchist rally and i remember being like oh oh my man saran is like out here for real he out here <laughs> seeing what's, what's really going on we was yeah that was um uh um do his thing in a minute and you're not talking about tay hero tay hero it's tay hero it's tay hero good god it's tay hero I was like, I was just listening to Elevators the other day. I'm like, Tay Hero would be the only political type. <laughs> oh, yeah, he was Tay. But, yo, that's what I was like. I was, like, looking online. I was like, man, wow. Yeah, hey, let me know when the rest of that Profound Society stuff drop. I never got a, I didn't get a shirt. I got to get one of my shirts, dog. I didn't get a shirt. I didn't get a sticker. I didn't get my stickers, too. That's, that's, that's the, um. That's the production company. Yeah, yeah. That's I'm telling you, man, Mr. Modest, you know, he's doing everything. He's doing it all. He's another Wizard of Oz. He's just back there behind the curtain doing all kind of stuff that we don't even know about. Mm, and then this... boom, new projects and prayers. Bloop. <laughs> hey. Yeah. He's the embodiment of Black Wall Street, man. And I'm telling you, like yes, he is. There's a lot of cats out here doing it, but it, I, they, I don't there's not too many cats moving like my man Saran the Seventh move. Like, like and i'm talking like industry wise industry industry you know what i mean yeah and he didn't need 
bunch of streams to build it. I mean, we were talking about that earlier and like stream is, is stream and saturation are kind of becoming like the same word to me um, because you don't want to get lost. You, you don't want to get lost literally in the stream. Yeah. literally in the stream and then like everybody just show up and pop up like i love how you do it and it's not a matter of, of narcissism of like no it's mine it's just like no you you saw the wave and you were like <laughs> you know what i'm saying i'm gonna catch i'm gonna catch this one or you're like i'm gonna generate enough force to create this next monsoon and that's what you do every time which is oh, like man. everyone's always everyone's always like, what's Ron doing? I'm like, working. Mm -hmm. I don't know exactly what on, but I know he's working. So and then what do you do? Boom. Uh that what was that uh the project you and Two Feathers just put out? Uh right. who I who I have on that? I had right. somebody like, bro, we were listening to that in, in uh in the trim room the other day. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, mistakes were made, man. Yeah, mistakes were made. Mistakes were made, yeah. Damn. Cause like y'all did the y'all did the show for that like I didn't. Go ahead. So uh, I was just saying like I I remember y'all did y'all did that one show for that, and I pulled up because I was like oh, I'm not missing it. And that was the last time I saw Two Fez out there out here working. Yeah, working that up. was that, that was a project that kind of got me um back into the writing for myself mode because before that I was doing a lot of writing for writing for the other people and um yeah when me and him clicked up I'm just like hey man let's let's work on a project together and see what happened and um yeah that, and I was that got me into writing for myself again which was it's strange to say now but that was kind of something I had to get back into like it was a mode I had to get back into I kind of feel like y'all did that for each other too, because I know Ron was kind of in that place a little bit too. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. We were both in a, in a weird place. Yeah, um, I was when you both you both kind of said it at the same time, but um, Ron mentioned it to me like, "Yeah, I'm gonna work on something with Saran." I said, "Say what? <laughs> yeah, are you serious right now? Like, yeah." Yeah, was, not to, not to take it back to uh, nothing sad, but. His pops had passed away and my pops passed away. That's how we ended up working on In Dreams. Yeah, I remember and that. And then from In Dreams, it became like, oh, we should probably be, you know, because he wrote he wrote that hook for Medicine, which was like one of the best hooks I've ever heard in my life. And I was like, you know, I always gravitate to people who can write for um, singers also, man. And Ron, he, he way more talented than he let on. Yeah. Just as like a songwriter and uh, two feathers as a songwriter. Man, he is incredibly talented. He that's somebody that I'm gonna I'm gonna be on him nonstop. But you know your worth, fam. You are so talented. Yeah. Um, oh man, Saran. First of all, I just want to say thank you for taking the time to visit with us. I. I learned so much about you tonight. I had no idea. Um, but before these are snippets too. We and <laughs> this is Mr. Modest, Mr. Tip of the iceberg right here. Yeah, like I can tell that's not that's not even all of it. But before we go, we ask everyone on the podcast, "What does everything is us mean to you?" Everything is us. I, what that means to me, I, I would say that it means that everything. Everything has been us 
and everything is still us. That's what that means to me. And I guess what I'm what I'm saying by that is, um, I was having this conversation not to draw this draw it out, but I was having this conversation with two brothers the other day about artists and how it's it's in a sense the creators kind of versus not necessarily the non-creators, but there is an ele element in the world that is that thrives off people not thinking outside of the box in oh, order yeah. to keep control. Creators yeah. and exploiters. It, yeah, yeah. You yeah. could be a poverty exploiter, you could be uh <laughs> you know what I'm saying you could you could be exploiting poverty, being you be exploiting creativity, be exploiting people's past. Yeah, they're the creatives and they're the exploiters. Yeah. That's kind of like how we've kind of been divvied up. I need to hang out with y'all. Yeah, please do. Please do. Kind of conversations we have, bro. But yeah, um, we always I, be getting into that though. Yeah, yeah, you of course, like you yeah, know, we all, like, we always like, get it. That's just the way to <laughs> that's that's just how we talk. But yeah, that's what that means to me, man. Um, yeah, the, the creators, man. Like we we've been creating for a long time, and um, I have this I have this thing I say where. Uh, I say that ideas are the new currency. And that's what, you know, that's what's gonna push, that's what's gonna push this thing forward, you know, and that is who who we are, you know. Um, is, is that a line from Firmament? <laughs> What's that, what it, track is it that? Be, it might be. <laughs> ideas are the new currency. Let that sink in. Let that sink in. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but yeah, um, everything is, and I hate, I hate that I had to make it so deep. I'm not trying to make it deep. No, 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 no. Please do not apologize for making it so deep because that's the whole point. Everybody thinks they know when the time comes. I didn't know what to say when my time came. I'm like, what well, does everything else mean is you? Yeah. I, I was like, I had to, you, you hit me on the fly. You think you know until like you're forced to actually conjugate such a feeling because that's what it is it's like more than even a response it's like i'm starting to think of us places bloom, 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 <laughs> and it's like you you gave a simple answer but then you just expounded on that so mm -hmm. there you go everything is us and we've been creating was for a long time man the creators have been creating for a long time man since the beginning yeah and born creating i mean um when I say boring, boring, creative, die creating. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, man. When you look around, like when you see things improving, you know it's the creators who working. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that's how I'm good. feeling about 2020. I'm like, man, so much is gonna come out of this year and probably even the next year. Like some of the greatest art we have ever seen um, is gonna come from this time, uh, whether that's visual audible art um we're going to look back on this time and be like yo man he wrote that when you know they had to shut everything down and like these are the stories we'll be telling to our grandkids and you know 
and and be able to tell them, look, you can get through anything. <laughs> if, if, if we came through that and then our ancestors went through this and this and this, like it goes even further back. Um, yeah, can't complain. Not at all. All right, so Saran, thank you once again for being on the Fire in Little Africa podcast. I am your host, Ali Shaw, and this is... The other host, Doc Free. Yes. <laughs> I was trying to say co-host. And we want to remind you to be the spark. Protect your flame. Pass the torch. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. We want to pull a little file out of the cosmos. This is Wood Grain by Saran the Seventh. Look around. Here goes some wood grain gripping my back against the wall. It goes some wood grain gripping my back against the wall. Check it. It goes some wood grain gripping my back against the wall. Down to my last dollar, but I'm headed to the mall. Reality checks, I cash in withdrawal. Same shit, different toilet, but I can never stall. Cause I'm wood grain gripping, yeah, it ain't hard to see. I'm in business with the D boys. Rappers got keys, but the studio doors only open for a fee. If your pockets on E, get the F up off a G. Cause I'm wood grain gripping, my soul never sold. They say the best sellers have a story untold. No fiction, what's the plot? Thickens it will unfold We all gonna go I know narrow is the road So I'm wood grain gripping A constant contradiction I can't stand sitting This a movement and a mission So I move like intermission And yes I'm a musician I'm married to this life but she keep bitching. Only thing on my mind is getting signed like a petition. If labels ain't talking money, then I'm missing what they pitching. Uh, while I'm wood grain gripping. This one out the park, out the dark, like it's missing. You kids napping, I'm conscious, rapping. Wake up, get in line, shape up. Time is of the essence, and it stretches till you break up. No love, no affection, no makeup. I stayed prayed up through the valley of death. My brother took a life. He went from asking for help on his rap to being trapped in the system in one step. Looking in my mama's eyes, I can see what she felt. Uh, uh, she said, well, times is hard. Don't be hard on yourself. Well, it's no surprise when she asks me where I'm going. I tell her against the eyes, playing the cards that I'm dealt. And I'm wood grain gripping, my back against the wall. Uh, yeah, I said I'm wood grain gripping, my back against the wall. Uh, uh, check it. I said I'm wood grain gripping, my back against the wall. Down to my last dollar, but I'm headed to the mall. I'm wood grain. My back against the wall, down to my left.